0: Welcome to I See Star Wars, a podcast about vintage Star Wars action figures. I am your host, Michael Havens, creator of the Imperial Commissary. Come with me, I will be your guide as we journey through the incredible universe of Vintage Star Wars Collectibles. Welcome to the fourth episode of IC Star Wars. This week, we're going to look into some of the IC news, current goings-on at the Imperial Commissary. Also, I have a special guest star, Stephen Patrick. He will be helping us with some Lily Letty inside information. He's down there in Mexico City and runs one of the biggest Star Wars groups that is on Facebook. There's over 70,000 members now, so he'll be exciting to talk to. He's also a really good friend of mine from my trips to Mexico, and, uh my personal journey through the Lily Letty purchasing process in order to get my Lily Letty set together. I have completed my loose set. Um, I've tried to get a few boxed vehicles, uh, some minon card figures. They're very, very difficult to get. I have purchased more than one Boba Fett. Uh, Those are also difficult to get. But we will look into a little bit more on Lily Letty later, but right now I want to jump into a segment that worked so well last week, and from the looks of it, there's a lot of response this week. It is the new segment called Ask Mike. So let's jump right in. With our first question, let me get over here. I have not looked at any of these questions yet, I just noticed there's a lot of responses. And the first up with a question is Matthew Nepp. Um, if I get any of your names incorrect, I'm sorry, I'm just is, I'm reading them off Facebook. Uh, Matthew Nepp, which variants are the most often faked or misrepresented? Uh, there's lots of variants that are faked and misrepresented, brother. Um, I'd say some of the most common ones that I see often would be brown painted hair Lukes where people just paint it brown, uh, orange hair Lukes, stuff where it's a small thing, blue painted helm Taiwan boba fets. Um, Where it's a little tiny thing that can be changed or tweaked to try to pass off a fake. Uh, Vinyl Cape Jawas are constantly faked. Um, Toy Tony is constantly faked. What Toy Tony is, is it's a... Now I'm going to go down a little bit of a rat hole, but that's okay. Uh, Toy Tony, there was this guy named Tony. (laughs) But uh, he got overstocked from Palatoy. And, uh, he got a bunch of cardbacks, backs, bunch of bubbles. And what he did is he started purchasing, um, nice looking, good condition figures and putting them together with the bubble and the cardback, And he would then seal those together with like an iron. And, uh, he submitted many of them to AFA. Many of them did pass through AFA. And we actually lost a decently prominent member this week because, uh, He was warned not to sell Toy Tony, and then he was warned again not to sell Toy Tony. And then I found it posted on his eBay page um, without listing it as Toy Tony. So if you're going to try to rip people off, I'm going to make sure you're gone. Uh, But anyway, that's a separate issue. The Toy Tony thing, it really confused the market because they were good enough for them to pass off as AFA. Now, many years later, what we've figured out and the reason why AFA no longer grades them is because... Certain bubbles go with certain card backs, and certain figures go together, and some of these figures on some of his cards were either really beat up or damaged from obvious wear or the bubble was incorrect for that type of figure, so the figure would sit on a slant, or the card back never came with that type of bubble with the double stem, stuff like that, there's different tells. But I would say that was one of the biggest scandals ever. Um, I'd say these new repro weapons that float is a pretty big thing. It's It's an issue, you can definitely tell the difference if you look really hard and if you know what to look for. But the most important thing with watching for repro or watching for these faked variants... Um, is you just have to really know your stuff. You have to learn and learn and try to learn some more, and then you have to ask your friends, and you all have to come up with the best hypothesis as to what is correct and what are the best ways to tell something. I mean, if I have a DT figure come in, I'm gonna go talk to Bill McBride, or I'm gonna talk to somebody else that has more information about those types of things than me. Joshua Buell, shoot, he has a spreadsheet of different kinds of DTs and different kind of lightsaber variants and stuff like that. I don't know enough about lightsabers. Um, I know lots about Boba Fett, but uh, that's just from seeing it and being immersed in it. I actually... There's one for you. Uh, The Meccano Boba Fett. It's actually faked quite a bit um, because it's pretty much just a Taiwan Boba Fett, but the Meccano one has a certain special mold, um, and there's like an extra nub on the arm brace rocket thing on Boba Fett's arm. Anyway, uh there's some with that extra nubs there's some without but if it has that extra nub then it's a taiwan one that has been faked to look like a meccano because they have a lot more value but that being said anything of value ever will be faked if it's worth money because there's always somebody out there trying to make money for not actually doing any work all right on to the next question brandon yay he made me a gif GIF. gif or GIF? i don't know uh, mike your podcast seems to have the momentum of running free trainer oh, you're so popular very funny man uh it's a little simpsons gif uh thanks <laughs> uh next one rock Mestrangio. mestrangelo mestrangelo i don't know maybe i should read these beforehand so i'm a little bit better <laughs> all right here is my question when you call when can you call your collecting of vintage star wars toys a problem I spend everything night I spend every night about two hours going through eBay. The IC, Let Go, Craigslist, Offer Up, looking for toys. I know a lot of people do the same thing. But when does it change from a hobby to an obsession? Thanks. Um it changes from a hobby to an obsession when it takes over more important things. Your personal life is more important. Your family is more important. Paying the bills are more important. Keeping the lights on are more important. Keeping food on the table is more important. All these things are more important than Star Wars. And on a lower level, because obviously your job can't compete with your family, but on a lower level, your job, absolutely. I mean, if it if it conflicts with work or your everyday life that doesn't involve Star Wars, then... Leave and take time and go handle your real life stuff that's a million times more important. If you have the time, come hang out. The IC will always be here. And as you're saying, I know it's a little bit of a, a joke thing, but um, man, you always have to be hunting. Always search. There is plenty of time in life that if you're sitting around and you're doing nothing and the kids are, I don't know, practicing baseball and you're sitting on a bench, why not be Googling? Uh, Check out why brown hair Luke is worth more than regular blonde Luke, or check out why there's different variants of Boba Fett, or whomever you happen to like as a character. Check out the reason behind it. Talk to somebody online. There's no perfect answer for this, because it doesn't matter. Your collecting style is your collecting style. If you want to buy everything on the planet and you have the means to do so, please feel free. Uh, it would be nice if you didn't like Boba Fett cause I'm trying to get him. But, uh, <laughs> besides that, feel free. Um, they're your toys. You can do what you want. And, uh, I just say if, if it ever affects your day to day, if it ever affects your day to day life and it ever affects your family or your job, then immediately it should be the thing that you try to cut out. And the reason why is because this is a leisure activity and don't forget these are luxury items. They're not needed to survive. There's something to do with uh, extra income, expendable income. They are not something that you should be deciding whether or not to keep the lights on or buy a DTOB one. Just collect in your style and as with anything. I mean, if you go to Vegas, you're perfectly fine gambling. Just don't go and leverage your house against like a hand of blackjack. (laughs) Uh, Next question. I think we have passed addicted obsession point long ago, my friend. Uh, Greg Becker. He's just saying that, uh, yes, we are addicted to Star Wars. That's okay, though. It's better than be addicted to anything else you could be addicted to out there. Um, Steve Boswell. Exactly how much competition are you planning for the Hakes auction? (laughs) All right. There's this Hakes auction. Thanks, Steve. So now i got to talk about it on the podcast, too. Everybody who doesn't know, who hasn't seen the massive advertising campaign done by the Hakes auction for over a year now for the auction they're going to have in November. Yes, there is a rocket-firing Boba Fett, and yes, I'm going to try to get it. Um, I'm not going to go insane. It is overly hyped. Everybody and their cousin knows about it, and I am not a rich guy. I am not a multimillionaire that can go compete with the likes of Rick Springfield. So I'll do my best with what I got by the time I get there. And uh, to tell you the truth, I don't know. It depends on how much stuff I sell. Like I'm looking over here right now and I have a ton of stuff because my see my family's been in town. My sister was in town with her two boys and it was wonderful. It was great seeing the family. It was great hanging out. It was great them playing um, and getting to play Star Wars with them. It was great knowing all the names to all the questions that they had about who is this guy and which guy is this and what happened in this part. And, you know, it's, it's nice being the, I don't know, the the go to guy on something. And they're so interested in Star Wars, it was nice being the go to guy for them. But uh, since I haven't been selling anything at all, while well, they were here for 10, 12 days or something, um, I have a, a massive backpile. So I just put up a Death Star, I mean, you guys will see that, I just put up a Palatoy Death Star on the IC, I have, let me see here, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 29 carded figures, uh, a Skiff, a Mitten box, Stormtrooper, a... Uh, 3PO case, a Rancor that's sealed, and about a million other things. And these are all things that have backed up that I need to get rid of. I need to get rid of these things in order to keep building that war chest for the rocket-firing Boba Fett, because I am not going to go spend an exorbitant amount of money of my money. This actually goes back to Rock's question there, where he was like, oh, where does it start being too much where is the hobby too much where does it become an obsession it's not an obsession with me if i don't get that rocket fat I, I don't get that rocket fat it is not highlander there's plenty um i'll get one eventually but what i will do is i will eventually build this war chest out of extra stuff that either doesn't fit in my collection anymore or isn't what I originally wanted or I've gotten an upgrade and once I do that I'll be able to build up a good war chest and then it all matters when I'm sitting there in front of the thing man and if I think it's going crazy and if I feel that people are just bidding to push me around or just bidding to spend 60 grand on a rocket firing fet which is insane but I could see it happening because it's been advertised so much i mean it was being they rented a booth at celebration to advertise it they rented a booth at uh san diego comic con to advertise it and it's literally all over everywhere on facebook and now it's even on the airwaves on the podcast but uh how much am i going to spend on the hags auction uh not more than i should how's that for a question or an answer <laughs> thanks steve uh next question dave O'Brien. You've already been the biggest Shawa in the galaxy. What costume are you thinking of this Halloween? I think the biggest gonk would be awesome. I'm sure Chris Hibbard would love it if I was the world's biggest gonk. But, uh, I don't know. We don't really do Halloween. Our neighbors invited us over to a Halloween party last year. Because, see, we live in the sticks out here. So there's nobody around. We used to do Halloween when we lived in a, uh, a complex. Like, where there's all these houses and, you know, it's, it's a community. But, uh... And kids used to come. I used to be the guy that gave out the good candy bars because you always want to be that guy. I used to have a neighbor when I was a kid that gave out the good candy bars. And people come from miles around because he gave out the big ones. Um, But uh, we gave out the big candy bars and we used to blow through boxes of them. And then we moved out here to the country and there's no one. I mean, my driveway is quarter of a mile long i mean nobody's gonna walk it to get a candy bar it doesn't really matter how big the candy bar is so i don't really do halloween in that fashion i'm a little bit too old to be going out and uh getting hammered and you know wearing my sexy cat costume so uh (laughs) i don't really do much for halloween maybe uh i don't know watch ghostbusters or something probably end up watching empire strikes back again uh next question Bill Hudson, what part in the film had the biggest influence on your love of the movies and what part has the biggest influence on your collection and why? Wow, well, that's a really good question. Um, and unfortunately, I'm shooting from the hip, so I'll have to give you an answer. But uh, what what part of the, Will you read the question again? What part in the film had the biggest influence in your love of the movies? The, the part of the film that had my biggest influence in the love of the movies was at the end When, uh, the throne room scene, when Luke actually goes, uh, alright, when Luke actually becomes strong enough to fight Darth Vader and to actually stop him to actually win that battle, the reason is, is because, uh, alright, well, see here, now I gotta open up because of Bill Hudson's question, alright Bill, (laughs) the reason why the throne room scene kinda gets me is because, When I was younger, my father was not the best guy in the world, and uh, he kind of left us high and dry there, and uh, when Darth Vader brings up Luke's sister, uh, it makes him angry enough, which goes to my idea that you have to switch to the dark side just a little bit in order to defeat a Dark Lord of the Sith. Um, But anyway, the reason why it gets me is because Vader brings up Luke's sister. And before that, Luke could not win. There was no way. But when you have someone who abandoned you in that way, then you understand that you don't hate them and you want to help them. And they can be as cruel to you as they want to be because they are who they are. They are your father. But if they are cruel to your family or God forbid your sister, it turns you into a very different person and that person handles it and that person wins and that person makes sure it never happens again. Um, so there you go. The reason why, uh, the biggest scene in star Wars that had the biggest impact on my life because of the way my life was, um, when I was younger, but Hey, don't get me wrong. I had a wonderful childhood, wonderful mother, great family, love my family. Um, he just wasn't the best. But he was better than Darth Vader. <laughs> um, so that's the first part to your question, Bill. Uh, that's the biggest influence on me, that part of the movie. And it's just because that's who I am. I uh, am the nicest guy in the world until you hurt my family. And then I'm not anymore. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyways, that was the deepest I've ever been on a podcast. So let's see if I keep that in or edit it out. What movies... Uh, what What... The second part of his question there, uh, what part has the biggest influence on your collection and why Uh, the biggest influence on my collection? What part of the movie? I would have to say it's Boba Fett. Um, Boba Fett. The reason why I like him is twofold. It's not just the movie. Um, I like him in the movie. And the reason why I like him in Empire so much is because even though he didn't say anything, Vader had to make sure to explain to him that there were no disintegrations allowed because Boba Fett's reputation preceded him, even to somebody as powerful as Darth Vader. So I always thought he was awesome right from there. And then, out of all the bounty hunters, he's the only one who even had a chance of getting uh, Han Solo, and then did get him, and then did collect the bounty on him. So out of all the bounty hunters, he's the only one who actually did his job. Um, so I like Boba Fett for that reason, but I really like Boba Fett for those books, the Kevin J. Anderson, Bounty Hunter tale books, and the, uh, Tales from Jabba's Palace, stuff like that. Um, that's why I really got into Boba Fett. As far as the collection is concerned, you could see in my collection, all the playsets that are set up are going to be Hoth playsets, which I loved. I love the snow worlds, and you will see lots of Return of the Jedi stuff, and that's just because of my age. Um, I saw Jedi first, believe it or not, I saw it on tape at my friend's house. Okay. All right. Well, that was a good question, Bill Hudson. And, uh, let's move on to the next one. Ryan J. Losel, while hunting in the wild, what are your tactics or plans beforehand? Uh, he's got a two part or three part question. So let's go into that one first. Uh, the tactics beforehand, what I do is I make sure I have gasoline in my car. I make sure I have cash in my pocket, but like $100 bills and $1 bills and $5 bills and change and everything, you know, I make sure that I have it all set up so I have, oh, you know, I only got a hundred bucks and I could pull out a hundred dollar bill, stuff like that. Um, Do I have any tactics or plans? I do check out websites all the time. Always be hunting. That's a trick. I check out garage sale, finder.com yard sale, finder.com. There's like a million different ones. Um, auctions dot org or whatever i don't know i don't know what they are and i don't know if those are all correct but there's a million of them just google it um and what i do is i look for vintage toys old toys star wars i have all these keywords that send me emails and stuff like that wherever you can sign up for it sign up for it it's not a matter of being lucky or prepping for a certain thing it's a matter of like I said a few weeks ago, it's like baseball. You, you get a batting average. You don't have to hit the ball every time. One out of five times is still pretty darn good. Um, so it's just a matter of always being immersed in it and always be looking and always be hunting. And that's what ends up... Getting you stuff—it's not really tactics. I've actually had some of the better hunts I've ever had, randomly just driving and going to a flea market, or going to this. Oh, we got to go down here. Or, oh, look, there's a flea market over there. Or else going to a different state or a different country and just always be looking. And sometimes you run into a store that just has it. I was up in Cincinnati a couple years ago, and I was at the toy show, and uh, the toy show didn't happen yet. It was the day before. It was the the. Daytime before the meetup. And I was like, oh, I'll go out and I'll look. And I found this store and there was just a ton of stuff I needed. Star Wars, vintage Star Wars, just right there. Some little antique store by like the checkers I ate lunch at. So, I mean, you just got to find you got to find time to hunt and you got to keep hunting and you have to always be hunting and then you'll you'll find stuff. Uh next part of your question here. If you're on a particular lead or a possible score, do you set limits? Absolutely. The world has limits. Um I guess it would be about a billion dollars would be the limit. Now <laughs> Now, I'll take uh some cash for what I think is there, but I always take enough cash that if I leave them that cash and take some of it, they will make sure to hold the rest until I come back like a deposit. Um, but no, there can't really be a limit because I could say, oh no, I'm limited to 1500 bucks on this one find. He's got a bunch of return of the Jedi carded figures and some loose figures and blah, blah, blah. There's probably a thousand dollars worth of stuff there, but I'll bring 1500 just in case he pulls out something cool. And then I say, that's my limit. I've set a limit. And then he pulls out an entire power of the force set men on cards. (laughs) I mean, there goes my, like, price, top-level price thing right out the window. I mean, it all depends what shows up. You never know. Sometimes people pull out stuff and they're like, oh, well, I have this too. And the this two-piece ends up being the best thing in the whole lot. So, I don't know. You you never want to... Over leverage yourself, which is the exact reason why I'm selling off all this stuff before the Boba Fett, because there's no reason for me to go be spending money that I might need for something else one day or something that would be my retirement money or anything like that. I don't want to ever be forced to use Star Wars as an income stream or as a retirement option. Um, I just want it to be toys for fun. So if all this stuff is worth a nickel in 20 years, who cares? Um, But the way to do that is to not spend your Roth IRAs or your tax money on it. Uh, What's next? How do you handle a person who thinks their stuff is worth way too much? Way more than it really is. When do you just walk away? Uh, That does happen. Um, People do think Star Wars is gold. The most difficult thing I've noticed, uh, it actually happened. There is this z's comic layer i'll give him a shout out he's a nice guy patrick zambrano down here in murfreesboro he uh let me have a little section of his glass case for a while and i was using it for a while but to tell you the truth the uh i have so many people on the ic that always want stuff it's it's more of a hassle to go down there um to put stuff in but if i have stuff that like i can't ship or that's massive um i'll put it in there and uh but he's a really nice guy but the reason why I bring them up is because at first I put a whole bunch of Lily Letty in there and some different stuff and some Tri-Logos and all, all different weird things, you know, like uh, Letty Boba Fett's or a Letty Jawa. And, you know, I put in my AFA Letty Jawa and wrote not for sale. And I wrote that it was worth at the time it was worth twelve hundred bucks. Um, now they're going like twenty five hundred or something crazy. Anyway, I had it in there. That's not for sale, by the way. <laughs> Plus, my wife collects Jawas, so it would just go downstairs, if anything. Uh, but I had it in there, and I had that $1,200 on there. And people were bringing him in loose figures and saying, oh, but it's worth $1,200. And he'd be like, it's got no cape, it's blah, 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 And it'd be a uh, regular Kenner Jawa. And uh, it actually got to the point where he's like, hey, man, do you mind uh, just taking the Letty out of there? Because people see it and it's so much more than the kenner is and they think that their kenner is worth that and he's like and i want to pay him a fair price but i can't be paying 600 dollars for a loose jawa and i'm like yeah bro i totally understand he's like the problem is is that people that aren't immersed in it or people that are just casual collectors don't even know what lily letty is and they just classify everything as a jawa so that's a thing that you really have to think about um People sometimes value their stuff by not doing enough research. I've had people come to me. I had one guy come to me, and he has uh, some really cool, really nice guy. But he has some uh, pre-production stuff of the modern stuff, the Power of the Force 2. And uh, some ad ads and stuff like that. Really cool stuff. They have the stamps and everything. The problem is, is they're pre-production for Power of the Force 2. Somebody got it into his head that since the stuff was sort of made off of the molds, like we know like the mold for the Imperial shuttle when it came out again was the same mold as the one Kenner used. So he has some things like that where it's like, oh, the same mold was used, but he feels that since the same mold was used, that it's worth the same as a pre-production from Kenner. So 10, 20 grand. And it's not. It's worth like 500 bucks. You know what I mean? And the reason why is because it's modern and it's different and it's new i mean if you're immersed in the vintage star wars thing you know the difference between just a regular blonde hair luke skywalker farm boy and an orange hair luke skywalker farm boy is what a thousand dollars now 1500 bucks something like that so you know that little tinge of paint color change is such a extreme gap in value but when people aren't immersed in this they have no idea and that's what allows you to sometimes get lucky in the wild and catch one in a Vader case or something like that for 100 bucks at a yard sale. But that's also what makes people think that their stuff is worth gold when they find it because they see the story that, shoot, I buy Boba Fett. And you know what happened a few years ago? This guy sold a Boba Fett, a Logo Boba Fett, on a Palatoy card on a Vectis auction for like hundred grand or something crazy. Or no, 25 grand, I think. Something like that. 25 grand. Anyway, so he sold this Boba Fett men on card for his 25 grand. And now that's the price of every Boba Fett men on card to somebody that sees it. And the reason why is because they look at it and they go, oh, well, I have a Boba Fett Mint on card. And it's like, yeah, but yours isn't a Tri logo with a Palatoy sticker or with the Palate, not the sticker, the Palatoy printing. I mean, they don't understand the difference. And to tell you the truth, not to pick on anybody because. When I started, I didn't understand the difference either. I couldn't tell the difference. Shoot, I bought a big lot of carded when I first started, and I didn't know the difference between the backs. That there's a 41 back and a forty-two or 47 back and 65 back and A, B, C, 12 back, A, and all the differences in between, or how to tell the differences in between those. There's so much information in the Star Wars thing that depending on the level you are at, There's more and more that you can learn in order to grow your knowledge in the hobby and therefore have more fun because you find out new stuff and you learn new things and it's boring not to learn anything new. Um, When do you just walk away is the last part to Ryan's question. Uh, You walk away when you know you're supposed to walk away. You feel it. You realize it, uh, the person's not bending, and their prices are astronomically insane. Oh, that's the reason why I brought up that pre-production thing. Is because he has Power of the Force two pre-production items, a bunch of them. They're nice, but the thing is, is he wants ten thousand dollars for an adat that was a pre-production piece in nineteen ninety-five for an adat that you can get for a nickel. I mean, how much is a 1995 ad at? I don't don't even know. Probably more than that. I don't know. I don't collect them. Anyway, I think it's it's substantially less expensive than the vintage. At least that's what my guess would be. Um, So you walk away when you know you're supposed to walk away. You feel it in your guts and you got to go. Two people sometimes can't make a connection like that. But what I always do before I walk away is I say, hey, if you decide to come anywhere near my price eventually, give me a call. It's always available. So that way you leave it open and maybe you get a call somewhere down the line when they realize that the last 40 people they tried to sell it to all told them that their stuff is worth a quarter of what they think it is. (laughs) Next up, uh, Marissa Martinez. Did you sell or trade the boat or not? Yes, you know what? I did trade the boat. Uh, No, I sold it. I sold it. Um, But I did put the boat up on IC trade. I had a uh, speedboat... um, like 160 horsepower ski boat. But anyway, I bought it like four years ago because I wanted a boat and I thought a boat would be cool. And a boat is cool um, for the first two, three times. Uh, But the thing about boats is they always break down when you are out in the water. um, Even if they work great all day, they'll run you about a billion dollars in gasoline and there's no cover. So it gets really hot really quick and you just cook. Um, So I decided I'm going to get rid of the boat. And why not throw up a boat on IC Trade? IC Trade is a page we have. It's one of our subgroups. You can check out all our subgroups at uh, www.imperialcommissary.com. That's our website, but all our subgroups are there. And one of them is IC Trade. That's www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash IC Trade. And on IC Trade, you can trade absolutely anything for Vintage Star Wars. So I popped the boat up. I was hoping that maybe I would... uh, I don't know. There's a lot of things. I got seven grand for that boat cash, so I'm quite sure I could have got eight or nine grand worth of vintage figures for it, right? So it was worth a shot. But no, I uh, ended up selling it, Marissa. I did not end up trading it, but uh, that would have been cool. And Dave O'Brien, yes, you are correct, Dave O'Brien. The name of the boat was the SSSS. <laughs> All right, on to the next one. Mark Emery, if Boba Fett never existed, what character would you have to army build then? Uh, Mark, I actually already did army build Stormtroopers. Stormtroopers were my favorite back in the day. Um, I still love them a lot. The reason why I've gotten more into Boba Fett is because his variations are awesome. Uh, stormtroopers, their variations are very minimal. And they all kind of look the same. Um, except for, I guess, Uze. Because of the big, thick stripes. But uh, uh, if Boba Fett never existed... I would have built Stormtroopers if Boba Fett and Stormtroopers never existed, so I could actually answer the question you want. I would probably pick... Hmm. That's a tough one. I guess I would say Rancors. I think it would be awesome to have an army of Rancors. Rancor? Rancor? The raincore. I think it's Rancor. But uh, I think it would be awesome to have an army of Rancors. That would be my next army build if I quit building Boba Fett's because I think that would be neat um next one good question mark let me field that one Lando Lando Thrawn Luke says if if Boba Fett never existed Mike would collect Lando you're welcome I would not collect Lando because Lando is one of the most boring figures I mean he has like no variations he has like the one with the stomach and then he has the uh smiling teeth but otherwise it's I don't know. I think it's a pretty boring figure, Lando, Thrawn, Luke. I know you're all into him, but I don't know. Hammerhead's cooler. Where's Joseph Chambers? He loves Hammerhead. Uh, Next one, well, they went into a tangent here. Let me see. Perfect for me. Lando and Marissa and Mark, they're going back and forth. That's good. But let's move on uh, to the next question. Wow. They're going back and forth a lot. Like 50 responses on that one. Um, I'm not really going to read them all, but... uh, We'll go on to the next one. Uh, Next one is Ross Barr. Are you excited for the Cincy show or what? What? I am not excited, Ross Barr. I am ecstatic. I can't wait for the Cincinnati show. It's going to be awesome. We have uh, the IC meetup. Uh, It's going to be 3 o'clock till about 8. And then after 8 o'clock, we're going to have the room sales over at the Drury. And then after that, we're all going to hopefully get a couple hours sleep or a couple hours of pass out time, if I know some of you. And uh, then we will have the big toy show in the morning where I'm actually renting tables. Uh, I'm going to rent three tables and I'm going to bring up a whole bunch of whatever I got at that time. And I will be trying to make funds to purchase a Rocket Fet. And hopefully someone will walk by my table because I'm going to print out a cool little thing. And uh, maybe they'll come bring me a Rocket Fet to purchase. But that's what's fun. That's the excitement and that's the fun of the hunt. And there is no better place from, my short time of going to these kinds of things that I have ever found besides Cincinnati for star Wars toys. It is the home of Kenner. They do have all the, uh, costumes uh they have all the costumes down at the convention center there. not that convention center a different convention center in downtown cincinnati uh they have the costumes of star wars the big exhibit the traveling exhibit so that'll be cool too i'm gonna try to get to see that um but yeah i'm fired up for the cincy show i can't wait i can't wait to meet all my friends uh to see all my friends to meet new members to meet old members and uh hopefully maybe this is my first step into a wider world of rocket-firing Boba Fetts. Who knows? But uh, that is where I got to hold my very first rocket-firing Boba Fett ever. Uh, thank you, Daryl Johnson. Uh, Lando Thrawn, after you finally get your rocket Fett, where do you go from there? Are you done collecting Fett, or do you move on to Jar Jar? Ugh. I will never collect Jar Jar. He's terrible. Um, no, I'll keep collecting Fett, man. I'm still buying Fett. I actually just bought a 41-back uh, C yesterday night <laughs> so i'm still buying boba fett i love boba fett i'll keep buying them uh, any ones i don't have i'll keep buying any ones i do have i'll buy them if i see them cheap i can't pass them up when i see them for a low price that's why i have so many um just if it, you know like if a 77 back comes up for 700 bucks i'm gonna buy it it's cheap i mean they're a thousand dollars a piece now i mean like an afa 75 something like that but that's the plan uh so, I am not going to move on from Fett probably to tell you the truth. I also like buying my wife presents. <laughs> and uh, it's good. And I get to buy her Leia's and Jawas and stuff like that. So, I'm sure I'm going to eventually get into buying those. Uh, what else? I think that's about it. Uh, what else will I collect? Who knows? You know what? When I started collecting, I said I wasn't going to collect Minon cards. And now I have tons. I said I'll never be able to get a Boba Fett Minon card, those are way too expensive. And now I have a bunch. So I can't tell you where my collecting is going to go because I don't even know. But I do know I want that rocket fat and I just want to shoot the rocket. I just want to shoot the rocket. And you know what? Nobody that owns one lets you shoot the rocket. So I want to shoot the rocket and I think I got to own one to do so. Um, So who knows? Let's hope that I get to check this one off the list. But it is not like it's a packet of peanuts. It's going to be some work. Dan Losel, how do you keep your focus on vintage? I'm always telling myself I'm done with modern, but then a cool fig pops up or I find ones in clearance and they're really hard not to buy them. Um, I do stay away from modern because whenever I buy modern, I give it to my wife and pretend that's why I bought it. <laughs> um some modern i couldn't stay away from i have those disney diecasts, and i still can't let them go because i kind of like them but i also really 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 hate them uh there's other cool things i was watching that clone wars tv show and there was uh darth maul has his brother sorry spoiler alert darth maul has his brother and he's like a yellow darth maul but like jacked and you know undertaker size and uh he's Really, really cool. Double lightsaber and everything. And I was like, oh, you know, I'd like him. And I wrote up on the IC2 and I was like, uh, did he ever have a figure? Because I don't know anything about modern. And they're like, yeah, he had four of them. Blah, blah, blah. And they give me all these links to all the four. And one guy on there, I can't remember who it was exactly. But one guy on there said, man, don't do it. He said, you don't do it because this is how you go down a rat hole. You buy one and then you end up buying them all because you like this or you end up buying a bunch. And you know what? It's true. The way I stay away from modern now is I either grab it if I love it and I'm like, oh, it's for me and I'll hide it in my Boba Fett corner if it's Boba Fett or I'll get it for my wife if it's something she would like, like those, uh, what were they? Forces of Destiny, those dolls. I think they're good dolls. Um, so I got them for my wife because she collects all those characters that, uh, they made dolls of so far. <laughs> Plus I do buy like all the Lego, if you count that as modern. Um, but the, the main reason why I just stay away from modern and the best way to stay away from modern, I feel is by not having the room for it. Uh, there's cool things all the time and I just don't have the room to display it and I'm not going to just buy it and bin it. That's not my style. I like stuff on display. It makes me feel like less of a hoarder when I don't keep it in buckets and bins. Not saying that there's anything wrong with that. Everybody collects their own way. I'm just saying it's not for me personally. Um, That looks like it. That's another exciting edition of Ask Mike. Thank you very much for your questions. Uh, Sorry I ranted on a little bit there, but we went into 37 minutes. I was trying to keep my segment under 30, but that's okay. We're going to go hop on over to the interview section of the podcast with a special guest star. He's a friend of mine. Um, I met him a couple years back in Mexico, and uh, I've met him at Celebration again. I've met him a bunch of times because now we hang out, and now we're good friends, and we help each other out because it's difficult between Mexico and the U.S. uh, for trade whether it is on a global scale or whether it is on a Star Wars scale. So I would like to welcome my friend, Steven Patrick. Um, he is an admin of the 70,000 member, no buy, sell and trade. They just, uh, community uh, 70,000 member collectionistas it's mexican star wars facebook group but without further ado let's go over and we will go into our fourth interview of ic star wars where every interviewee will be a collector just like you the emperor has been expecting you welcome to another interview of ic star wars today we have steven patrick all the way from mexico and he is going to tell us a lot about lily letty steven welcome Hello, Mike. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. He is actually uh, an admin of one of the biggest Star Wars Facebook groups that I've ever been a part of. I think one of the biggest that's out there. Um, it's Star Wars Collectionistas slash Collectors. It's on Facebook, and congratulations on the 70,000 members, brother.
1: Yeah, we reached 70,000 members last um, Sunday, so we're very happy to to be the, the biggest Facebook group in Talking about Star Wars, you know?
0: Yeah, it's huge, man. And I love, uh, what is it? Juve Vintage, where you uh, do Thursdays. You put up your vintage figures to show off.
1: Yeah, a lot of people ask me, hey, what's Juve Vintage uh, means? Uh, and it's it's a combination of two words. It's jueves in English is Thursday. And vintage is, you know. Yeah. So Juve Vintage <laughs> would be the the Thursday for vintage here in Mexico.
0: I love it, man. And it's only a it's not a buy sell trade page. It's a uh, just a sharing page and a community page. And I love that about it. Um, Well, what we're going to do here first is it's always tough to get to know somebody in a quick interview. But here at I C Star Wars, I do a lightning round at the beginning of every episode to break the uh, break the ice. All it is, is I ask you a quick question. You give me a quick answer. Are you ready? Okay. What's your favorite Star Wars movie?
1: Empire Strikes Back.
0: Favorite Star Wars character?
1: um mm, vader
0: nice favorite star wars toy line from a new hope to rogue one
1: i would say you know vintage yeah from yeah. 77 to 1985.
0: i agree uh weak wave versus rebel commando in mortal kombat who wins and why
1: mm, i think <laughs> i don't know <laughs> rebel commander <laughs> yeah, he's
0: got a good gun
1: because he he has laser laser blasters, you know.
0: Sure enough, Weequee has a stick. <laughs> All right, Lucasfilm <laughs> gives you a call tomorrow and they say you get to choose the next movie. What do you pick? What character? What spin-off character? I already know what you're going to say. I'm looking at your profile picture on Skype.
1: <laughs> if I had to pick, I don't know, maybe I'm eager to to watch, you know, episode 8. But let's wait. I mean, maybe Han Solo spin-off is a good one.
0: Who knows? I hope so. Who knows? I want to see the Vader one, man. I think they just gave us a taste in Rogue One and it wasn't enough. <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> All right, well, that was a great lightning round, brother. Um, Well, we're friends, so I'm going to fill in the listeners really quick. Steven, uh, he's the admin of that huge Facebook group, a whole bunch of other groups, too. Uh, He has tons of Star Wars knowledge. Three years back, I flew down to Mexico Mexico City. There was a Comic-Con, and I was hunting Letty at the time, and my brother, he's a priest stationed down there in Mexico City. And you guys know him from the IC Charity Raffle, it's always on the pin post. And I went alone with hardly any grasp of the language, uh, just a few high school blow-off classes to draw from, and a Star Wars t-shirt, and I took an Uber to the convention center, and I walked around for a few hours with some interesting pieces I brought with me, and uh, I was buying up all the Letty. And uh, so eventually, I, uh, the, the legend of the giant gringo from the IC coming to visit every Christmas was born. And uh, <laughs>
1: and now, exactly. I, now I come down
0: there every Christmas, and hopefully you guys give me big lists for me to bring down so I can trade for all the cool Letty, and you better be working on that Minon Card Boba Fett for me, brother, because I'm waiting. <laughs> okay. I've <laughs> got it. Uh, uh, perfect. Well, let's start where we should start, because I've said it wrong 15 times already. What is the proper pronunciation of Lily Letty?
1: It would
0: say Lili-ledi. Uh, Lili-ledi. All right. Lili-ledi. Okay. Lili-ledi. <laughs> <right>? Lili-ledi. <laughs> hey, man, I just wanted to say thanks so much uh, for, of, like, it. helping me in Mexico, because I know I suck, and I try really hard to speak Spanish, but I'm not good. <laughs> no, <Okay>. bueno. No. <laughs>
1: But you no always bueno help me. In Spanish. Yeah, yeah you
0: always good. help me out when I come down, man. And you guys have really, you know, you've really let me in, and I love having the dinners with you guys, and I love seeing you every year. So it's really nice. We even saw you up at a celebration, which was cool. Yeah. How did you like celebration?
1: It was a it was a nice celebration. I've been in three celebrations before, and I think the this one was was uh, better for me because I knew a lot of people. And uh, I got to know a lot of more people around the world, and I think it was a, a good celebration. I, brought, I, you know, I brought some items. I, I like AFA items, you know, mm-hmm. so I could, I could grab a couple of those.
0: What is the draw with uh, AFA or you guys AFA, right? That's what I always yeah, say when might... I'm down there. AFA. We say AFA. <laughs> What's the <laughs> big draw with AFA down there? Because I notice you guys love it.
1: Yeah, we love it because, uh, but it's difficult to get AFAs here in Mexico because, you know, shipping shipping is a hell. Right. Shipping is terrible here. So we have a lot of problems. We have a lot of issues with shipping. And, well, if you have the opportunity to have an uh, AFA in your hands, you should take it.
0: Right. Well, I'll be bringing a bunch more AFA in December, so get ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so tell us about your uh, first collecting memory. What's the first time you started collecting instead of just like buying toys, playing with toys? What's the first collection memory you have?
1: I don't know, maybe I was 17 years old mm-hmm. and I decided to I decided to recover my toys that I had when I I was a kid and I started to to gather them together. And well, it was it was a difficult task, uh but I did it. So I think I would say I started, you know, in my professional <laughs> era at 17.
0: Nice. Um. All right. Well, let's jump right in. The reason why, uh, besides Stephen Patrick being a nice guy with a massive collection, we're gonna talk about later. But uh, besides all that, the reason why I wanted to have him on is because he's very knowledgeable about Lily Lede and uh, he's helped me a lot. And uh, I wanted to ask for our listeners, because one of my one of my listeners came to me and he goes, "Man, I would love a special on uh, Lily Lede Nobody ever talks about it. It's really hard for people coming from the outside to learn about. So let's give him a basic course. Um, what is Lily Lede?
1: Well, Lily. It was uh it was the brand of the Mexican factory that made the toys here in Mexico City
0: where was the uh, factory location down there was in Mexico City
1: it was uh, you know outside Mexico City not so far not so near uh, but it was uh, it's now calpan so it's pretty like 25 30 minutes from the center
0: mm-hmm. have you been out there checking in closets and stuff like that since it's been closed down <laughs>
1: You know, last I don't know five years ago, uh, the guys organized a tour to visit the factory. The factory is closed. I don't know. Maybe it's there are some offices or something like that. And they organized a tour to visit the factory. And you know, we all nerds, we agree, and we (laughs) go to the factory. And you know, we got kicked out of the factory by the security because. It's a uh, private property, you know? (laughs) So imagine a bunch of guys (laughs) just looking around, walking around the factory. So the police came down immediately, and, well, they kick us out.
0: That's funny. Well, you got to get back down there, man. My Boba Fett's in one of those desk drawers. I know it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What are uh, some things that you look for when identifying Letty? Like, what are some differences between them and Kenner figures? I would say painting
1: process is different. Uh, weapons are different. You know, the COO in Little Lady is different from another figures all over the world. Sometimes we share the COO with Kenner, but the painting process and the sculpture of the of the faces are pretty much different in Lily. A lot of people love Lily around the world. I mean they I think they are pretty cool. More than PvP.
0: Yep. Well there there are more obvious differences than PvP I think. What are uh, some of the characters that they left out of the Lily line and why do you think they did? I know like Han Hoff. Is that because it's just really hot in Mexico? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know. They just made 50 figures here in Mexico. And well, that's it. We only uh, got 50 figures.
0: I wonder who the guy was that got to choose him and why they chose him. But I noticed, like, you don't have a Snowtrooper, You don't have a Han Hoth. I'm thinking because it's too hot. <laughs> exactly. And you but guys are was... like, what the heck's a Snowtrooper? Who's that going to help?
1: <laughs> it, it, was, it was funny because uh, back in the day, I saw an Amanaman figure from one of my neighbors, you know, he visited the United States and he brought an Amanaman figure and he told me, you know, this is a Star Wars figure and I said, get out of here, this is not a Star Wars figure, I have never seen this figure before, I mean, so you're crazy and I didn't believe that, so (laughs) that's a a funny story.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, it's uh, Yak Face was the dream back in the day. And I actually saw one. I ended up seeing one in a local store at my house when I was younger. And uh, before that, I didn't believe it was a real thing. I heard exactly. people talk about it, but you're like, why would they make that? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Imagine,
1: Yak Face was on her off here in Mexico City. I mean, we didn't know the figure. We didn't know, uh, for example, Walrus Man. We didn't mm-hmm. know... A man, a man. We didn't know, I don't know, snowtroopers. Yeah, uh, it was a blast here.
0: Well, that's uh, one of the things. What's the difference between uh, returno and regresso when it comes to like Letty Carded figures?
1: And uh, the difference is simple. Return returno figures were like the like the first uh, that came out to the market and then they you know they corrected the name and they put it regreso figures so that's pretty much the the difference but talking about uh, money and talking about difficulty mm-hmm. retorno figures are way more difficult to get nowadays
0: i wonder why that is so the older ones are easier to get than the newer ones
1: <laughs> kind of
0: uh, I believe mm-hmm. it. Stuff like that happens, man. Stuff gets overlooked or not opened. Um, so one thing I want people to understand, because everybody always thinks when I go down there to visit and I get 12 people asking me to just pick up leddy jawas for them, um, it's tough to find this stuff in Mexico too, isn't it?
1: Yeah. I mean, a <laughs> lot of, a lot of, sure. A lot of people think uh, that the jaguars are, you know, uh, on the streets, I don't know, maybe uh, under a
0: tree, that
1: you put some water on, on the grass and then you got Jaguas and, you know, big Fortunas, Burgundy Capes, etc. <laughs> and it's very difficult for us to get uh, those kind of figures, even here in Mexico City. They are very, very difficult to get.
0: Well, see, I learned my last trip because I went and I, I paid an Uber guy and I said, man, you're going to drive me around today. And I went every last flea market, whatever sale in the middle of a park, everything. And I walked around forever, man. I saw maybe about 10 Letty and they were all just beaters and ruined. Um, no bootlegs except for like one modern one. I mean, this stuff, it's not just there. And <laughs> uh it's, it's it's surprising because you would think it is. I mean, you guys do have more, but it's, it's nowhere near as much as you would think. You would think because up here, man, I mean, you could run into any yard sale or anybody's sale at their house and there'll be some. You know, they just, it's everywhere. But uh, not in massive amounts, but down there I just... You don't walk into it. That's another thing I've noticed uh, from going down the past few years is Star Wars is getting bigger and bigger and bigger in Mexico, just like it is here. I notice all the billboards are Star Wars, and somehow I got hooked on collecting, you know, those little helmets? Yeah. Yeah, I got, like, the whole set, man, and there's, like, 40 now or something.
1: (laughs) They are very nice. I I actually have, like, seven.
0: Yeah, they're cool. I mean, the Boba one is really cool, but I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, I need to get them because I was into the whole... Buying weird stuff and it's like they come on these giant card backs that are like the size of a poster board and uh, <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking think small when you're collecting that's what is exactly. a hard lesson to learn
1: <laughs> also well, a lot of people ask me hey uh, Stephen could you get me a removable rocket Boba Fett oh, yeah. and I said I mean that's pretty <laughs> difficult I mean uh, I have only had like five uh, removable rocket Boba Fett in my whole life 5 uh-huh. uh, and well that's that's almost impossible to get
0: i only have 3 man and i love them and i fly there i've only gotten <laughs> one a trip and they're not even that nice my nicest is afa60 so anyway a on card one of those will be fine too man if you're looking <laughs> 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 Uh, talk a little bit about, uh, I notice I like them a lot. Um, it's something I actually hunt for. But you know the, the Frankenstein figures, the ones that they make with the Lily Letty overstock and they used to put them in the little groceries and stuff? Yeah. And so can you tell a little bit about those? Like, you know, the ones where it's like a biker scout head and Admiral Akbar hands and...
1: The legend goes like this. They said that when the factory closed down, the remaining parts or the overstock parts, like... Heads, legs, torsos, etc., were uh, literally on garbage bags. So a lot of people took them out and started to form their own figures. And maybe for, for their kids or maybe to sell, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But they put biker scouts' heads on an Akbar body or looks a head on uh, Leah Bush body, etc. We have a lot of Frankensteins here in Mexico City and a lot of them are are cool and they are legit, you know mm-hmm. because a lot of, a lot of people can easily swap heads or do things like that. But you know when you are here in Mexico, how to difference this this, mm-hmm. uh, this figures.
0: Yeah, you can spot it, and uh, you can spot it because they they look like they're together permanently. But also they uh, they turn up and they have the same combinations in numerous mm-hmm. ones of them. So that's how you can kind of tell which ones are which. But yeah, those were really cool, man, and I really like getting those because, uh, I don't know, I like the creativity even way back then. You know what? Mm-hmm. My very first ever, um, I got the Leia uh, Leia Endor with the okay. uh, Leia Poncho with the green hair from you at yeah, the first yeah, year. I know. And uh, I didn't even know it existed, man. But uh, that's why I snatched it up, and I, it had a gray blaster, and she had the green hair, and that was the earlier one or something, or what was that?
1: Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I think two years, three years ago, right?
0: Yeah, it was a while. But you know how they have, they have the regular Leia Endor um, for Letty, where she has the brown hair? And mm-hmm. then they have the one with the green hair, yeah, the variant, and that uh, green hair one I got from you, and that was cool. But they did stuff like that with Letty. There's there's different variants inside the actual same manufactured yeah. figure from the same facility. I would
1: say that I don't know because you know I I didn't work in the factory, but I would say that uh, the green hair variants on Leia uh, were like painting shots or test shots Mm. you know so
0: there aren't very many of them i do know that i mean i haven't seen i I think i've had two ever yeah and i buy piles (laughs) already exactly (laughs) (laughs) Uh, those uh card back variations on the men on card figures man why did they go with the negative like the black one and the white one the 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 negative back and the regular back I you would know.
1: say also to reduce production costs, you know. say re- Yes, yeah. because I think that in some of the card bags, uh, the, the negative back is a sticker. You know that?
0: No, I didn't. No, not at all.
1: Yeah, it's a sticker. It's a,
0: actually it's a Kenner
1: card bag with huh. a, a little D sticker on it.
0: Huh. So those were probably supposed to be released in America as some sort of overstock. Mm-hmm. And then they sent them down there, and they put on the sticker. That's cool. Yes. So maybe we could even go a little bit farther and say that maybe that other back, the the lighter one that uses less ink, was once they started doing them down there. I don't know. It's weird in that time frame because even we have the, uh, you know, the made-in-Mexico figures on the mm-hmm. Kenner card backs, like Vader or reese or those guys. And those were all made in the Letty factory. That's, that's right. Yeah, that's kind of crazy too. So it's something to look out for. All of our listeners out there, uh, check your uh, backs of your cards. If it says Made in Mexico on the back, there's a good chance that's a Letty figure. It may not be Letty accessories, but there's a good chance it's a Letty figure. The Made in Mexico versus Lily Letty, there's a few different ones of that. That happened towards the end of the line, and it was once they ended up out of Hong Kong, right? And then did the Letty factory close? It was unions or something like that, right? Yeah, there was union problems, so they shut down the Letty factory, and then that was pretty much the end of Star Wars, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it, it was pretty much the end of it.
0: Because you guys did the Y wings, and you had the ATSTs towards the end. You made a lot of the a lot of the Power of the Force stuff. Didn't you make like most of the Ewoks for Power of the Force also? So
1: no, you know, we have only six Ewoks. We didn't have, for example, Warok. We didn't have Romba. Um, we didn't have.
0: Uh, but I think all the papules are made down there, right?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's a characteristic. All right, yeah. the, the Paplos are made in
0: Mexico. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. What's the next? Oh, what are you currently hunting, man? What is your white whale currently? You know,
1: um, I'm a AFA collector, so I'm thinking of get the last 17 AFA figures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In you know, mock mean on card, uh, AFA eighty or eighty five. That's a big task. That's a huge uh, you know uh, money out there. Yeah. But I think that I would I would complete that run one day.
0: You want to go eighty eighty five too, huh? Oof. Yeah, eighty eighty five. Well, I got the AFA seventy yak face out there, man. Maybe I'll maybe I'll keep the seventy and I'll bring you down the eighty. You better start looking for that men on card Boba man. <laughs> Would you like a power of the force, Yak face? I'll trade you straight up, man. AFA eighty for that. All right. For I'll that, keep le- that. For a mind. letty men on card Boba Fett. Start hunting, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Get back okay. to that factory and start opening dust shores. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, you came uh, to the IC meetup when it was down there in Florida. How'd you like it? Because we're having another one coming up in. Uh, September, end of September. Here we're going up to Cincinnati.
1: Yeah, I, well, I had a great time, you know. Me and the guys had a, a blast there. It was uh, nice meeting so many people, and I think that the IC meeting was was very good.
0: Thanks, brother. I love it. Um, all right. Any movie prop from any movie you're allowed to have it. Which one do you pick?
1: I would say, looks blast, looks. Uh, Saber.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, Luke's The one that was before he lost his hand in Empire or after? Um, I would say before. Before. All right, your collection. Talk about your collection a bit. What's your favorite piece in your collection? I know you have a lot of great stuff, um, and you never let me have any of it. Uh... <laughs> 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 What's your favorite piece uh, in your whole uh, collection?
1: Some diff- um only one <laughs>
0: well you <laughs> could difficult. pick a couple no that's okay
1: okay I would say Mexican my Mexican my favorite Mexican figure is my citripo uh, regreso
0: okay uh, card, obviously. I would
1: say and car <laughs> and I would say that my favorite Kenner one is my power of the Force, Anakin Skywalker
0: oh nice no joke that's a good card man Very nice, very nice. Since I see Star Wars is focused on vintage Star Wars items and guests like you are some of the most knowledgeable collectors around, I have every single guest give one collecting tip. It can be anything at all, from how to search for Lily Letty to how to tell the difference between Kenner and Letty or whatever, anything. It could be anything at all. It could be how to tell the difference between Darth Vader's... anything. Um... But no collector knows everything. So if we keep learning from each other, then the community is going to grow from this. So I want your Stephen Patrick Icy Star Wars Pearl of Wisdom. What do
1: you got? Okay. Um, I highly recommend that you, for example, to spot the, the, the accessories, uh, we have some specific leather, some helmets, and some specific circles on, on the helmets as well. And then we have the famous leather L on some uh, blasters um, mm-hmm. in some accessories, for example, in lograce hangback uh, and Lograce staff also. And in beeps Fortuna, we have the, the famous L mark that you can spot easily. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's, that's the, the first tip.
0: Uh-huh. The Jawa too, right? The Jawa Blaster?
1: The Jawa Blaster, we have two different versions of the Jawa Blaster. Right. One, with the, one with the L stamp on it and one without the L. Both are good, but the most difficult to get is the one with the L stamp on it.
0: Well, that uh, I've noticed that with R2 too. It's impossible to get a nice clean R2, but it's even more impossible to get that one without the COO that just says 1978. You're That's never impossible. COOs. Yeah, it's impossible.
1: For example, I have never had an R2 1978 with, without the COO, never, never in my whole life, I have never had one.
0: Yeah, and so you live there. Well, I also need a uh, stitched hood, uh, stitch hood Jawa, because I have the removable hood, and the wife says, oh, there's a stitched hood one? Because now she collects those <laughs> Jawas, man, I'm in trouble.
1: Uh, yes, I know. <laughs> but I have only seen one, and it's not for sale. But, yeah, it's a very difficult piece to get also.
0: Eventually it will, man. I'm telling you. I'm just waiting until all you guys are having babies and stuff like that. And you're like, hey, Mike, I got to get rid of this. And I'll be like, yeah, bro, no problem. <laughs> That's a good strategy. That's what I got, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Well, awesome. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Um, obviously, you're giant board, but you don't even have to plug that. There's 70,000 people. It plugs itself. What else are you doing? I know you do live shows on there all the time. You guys, whenever I go down to the shows, you're always doing uh, boards and stuff at Collection East's and stuff like that. Um, always talking about Letty, stuff like that. And uh, But what, what, what else are you into currently?
1: Uh, you talk about the hobby, right?
0: Yeah. Well, anything. Whatever. I don't care. You selling hats or something? Pitch them. I don't care. <laughs> you are nice enough to come on and talk about life, yeah, I mean, whatever you got.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have uh, meetings. We have uh, some reunions. We have, uh, you know, live shows. I love uh, face, Facebook Live, for example. Uh, I, I like to teach. Because a lot of people doesn't want to share information. I agree. Uh, so, I I like to share information. I like to to I don't know. Maybe I'm not an expert, but I know a few things. So, um, that's what I that's what I do. I like to share things.
0: That's perfect, man. That's that's exactly what I'm doing this whole podcast thing for. Is I just it's good to get the information out there. And I don't know everything, but I sure know a lot of guys that know lots of things. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and all the times when we talk in a hotel room Or at a bar or something like that And I mean it's just This is the same thing Somebody just needs to record it Because there's good information
1: Yeah You're always learning You're always learning here In the hobby
0: Yep And that's the best part about it man It keeps it fresh It keeps it new And it keeps it always something to do uh, Are you going to make it up to Cincinnati? No nah, Unfortunately
1: no unfortunately, nah. Because I had a, a Trip Uh, three months ago two months ago i visited europe
0: yeah it literally went around the world i'm his friend on facebook there too so i saw all your pictures man and it wasn't like just europe it was like every place in europe
1: exactly so it was not cheap you know no i wouldn't (laughs) think so (laughs) so i think that i have to take a rain check for the cincinnati con
0: well, I'll tell you, brother, sometime in the middle of that uh, second week that you were on vacation, I was like, nah, he's just messing with people. He's in front of a green screen or something because he's going <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> you must have never slept, man, but you got to see everything. Did you find any Star Wars where you're out there?
1: Yeah, actually, I brought my, uh, a figure from uh, United Kingdom. I brought a C-3PO, uh, Droids, minon Kirk. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very nice. i'm always hunting
0: yeah that's you always got to be hunting it's the only way to find anything brother exactly cool well i appreciate it steven thank you very much for being on the fourth episode of ic star wars it was a blast and thank you for all the great information and we'll have you on again and i will definitely see you in december um since you already have a tie pilot on the way i guess Okay, Mike. (laughs) But I haven't seen it at my house yet, so I'm still not on the hook for that one until it shows up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's free. Sure enough.
0: (laughs) Cool, brother. Well, I appreciate. Well, that went great. Episode four of I C Star Wars is in the books. Thank you very much, Stephen Patrick, for the great interview. Make sure to check out his group collection, Also, don't forget to get ready for the IC Cincinnati Meetup. It'll be on September 30th coming up right around the corner. Uh, It'll be 3 p.m. till 8 p.m., and then there will be the room sales after that uh, down at the Drury, and then it will be the toy show the next day. So prepare for a Star Wars fun-filled weekend. Also check us out at www.imperialcommissary.com, and also I am on Instagram, The Imperial Commissary. I am on Twitter, ICSW Podcast. And I am also on the emails, ICSWpodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to shoot me a message. Tell me if I'm doing good. Tell me if I'm doing bad. Tell me if you'd like to hear anything. The reason why we're even having this episode is because Michael Pekora asked for it through PM. He said, hey, man, I'd love to learn a little bit about Lily Letty. And I said, well, let me do a podcast for you, brother. Well, thank you very much. Once again, thank you very much for being part of the Imperial Commissary. Thank you very much for listening to I See Star Wars, a podcast about vintage Star Wars toys by collectors for collectors.